we should probably explain the recording situation here because it's less than ideal. <laughs> yeah, Michael doesn't have any of his equipment. He's uh, he's back home in Australia and uh, apparently doesn't have anything set up. He's uh, I don't know. He's he's off in Chaosville trying to figure out why his Windows PC doesn't work. And uh, <laughs> and I'm sitting in a hotel, so I have a shaky hotel Wi-Fi. So if you can hear us, that's a win all by itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's a triumph. Uh, so this is this is you know for people who complain about audio quality, this is not the episode for you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also if you're looking for consistent knowledge about the lore, it may not be the uh, episode for you either. But given that we uh, we often talk about stuff we don't know anything about, we're going to talk about some of the lore behind uh, behind some of the stuff that uh, Michael was just. We were the two of us were just talking about this in in Skype. And since Michael's just finally played through Dawn Guard after getting over uh, the heat death of his first iteration of Perup and, and recreated yeah. him. That's right. There's a new Perup. Um, very similar to the old Perup. Richer than the old Perup, that's for sure. I, I went after the the, um, the the stones of, I call them the stones of Bethesda <laughs> um, because they're so important. <laughs> Uh, so I went after them really early on, which drives you through a lot of the other quests lines as well mm-hmm. to get them. Uh, and but once you've got them, I mean, I have a, a a chest at the foot of my bed with thousands and thousands of gems in them. There's no way I can sell them all. <laughs> yeah, it's, I haven't done that yet. With the character, I, I we should mention we're probably going to do another podcast at some point in the future too, because this new prop you've been playing on expert. And uh, you managed to convince me to start a playthrough on Expert, so I've been playing through on Expert, and that's an experience all by itself. Yeah, we'll talk about that after after the lore stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So in any case, we've been we've been going back and forth on the lore. It turns out to be more confusing than you might think as to when the Dragon War, which is the background for the whole of this thing, you've got the you've got the Return of Alduin, the World Eater, and you've got all of the other dragons that he's bringing back from the dead or disappeared or whatever. And it's not clear from the lore that we've read on various sites. I mean, there is a nice page on the wiki up, but it's not clear as to how the timeline actually functions as to when were the Nords arriving in Skyrim and when were the dragon priests there and when was the actual war with the dragons and how long was it? And, you know, all that stuff seems to be kind of shaky as it turns out. Yeah, and you know, I, I answered some of my own questions when I started digging around the internet for answers here. You know, I always thought the Dwemer were long gone before humans came along in Tamriel. Uh, it turns out that when Yuskrimor came over to Skyrim the first time before the infamous Night of Tears, mm-hmm. uh, the the Aldemiri were the, the main elven race everywhere, uh, and the Dwemer were an offshoot of them that were focused on technology. Both of those groups occupied uh, Skyrim in a in a major way. Right, but and, I think the um, mostly were underground, so they didn't interact with the Yaldmeri that much. Yeah, they built their giant underground cities, and they they stayed to themselves because they didn't really like them. Um, and and turns out they ended up having a civil war amongst themselves at some point in the future as well. So, so it, what, what was interesting is so the the, the elves kicked Yzgrimor uh, and his and his settlers off. Off Temriol, off out of Skyrim, at the infamous Night of Tears, they came back and they beat the Aldemiri off and took over Skyrim. Mm-hmm. So you have to ask yourself, you know, according to legend, Yuskrimor s- claims that he brought back five hundred, you know, champions and and took the took the all of Skyrim that, that way. Which which makes um, you stop and think because the lore behind the fourth era, just to interrupt for a sec, is that 
the entire empire just had a war with the Aldmeri Dominion, the Great War, which happened just before the events of the game start. And the empire got its ass handed to it. And there's a shaky peace that was agreed to only because, I guess, the elves were tired of losing some elves. And they were able to extract major concessions out of the empire, you know, including you know, no more worship of Talos. So 500 champions mm-hmm. in some bygone era manages to kick the Aldmeri Dominion's ass, whereas just before the events of Skyrim, the entire that, empire couldn't handle Granted, they are different empires with very different eras. So sure. the technology of the Aldmeri back then is different to the Aldmeri Dominion that we're facing now in the game. Um, you know, and they're, they're not really the same people at all. They're, they're not the same... That their ancestors were the Aldmeri. These people are not the Aldmeri. They're just they're very different. They're high elves, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, the, I I posited this this idea after I learned a little bit more about the law to James, which I'll, I'll get to in a second. So, a question posed on several forums around the internet: just just when did the dragons rule everything? Uh, because when you look through the history of Tamriel, then then really the elves own Temriel and they, they they kick out the beast races, the, the Argonians and the Khajiit and a few others that turn into interesting things later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they kick them out and make them live in swamps and forests and they, they take over everything. They came from Admora, which is also where the Nords come from. Right. And, uh, the and Nords just, are, just to interrupt that narrative for a bit, what still confuses me, even after reading some of the sources you pointed me at, is... Where the heck do the Aelids come into this? Is that just a dynasty kind of akin to looking at Chinese history and looking at the Ming dynasty and all of those things? Is that just a dynasty of one of the past dynasties of the elves? Which ones? The Aelids. If you played Oblivion, all the ruins you run across in Cyrodiil are Aelid ruins. Yeah, they're probably, you know, descendants of the uh, uh, Aldmeri. So they're I just one imagine. of the dynasties. All, all the... They might have come before the Aldmeri. It's hard to, you know, I'm sure it's written down somewhere in the timeline. Um, but, yeah, it's probably irrelevant uh, for the most part. Because, you know, the number of different offshoots of elves on Tamriel is pretty pretty massive. There's so many different kinds. And mm-hmm. and the same with what happens to the Nords uh, afterwards, you know, the the Bretons and, and the... Etc. They're all. It's all crossbreeding of one kind of another. Well, you end up um, now at, at the at, at the time of Skyrim and Oblivion. You have Redguards, you have Bretons, you have Imperials, and you have Nords. And I think that's. I think that covers all the humans. Yeah, I know the Bretons are a crossbreed with an elf. The right, but I mean Redguard. Hmm, I'm not sure where they came from. But but you know it's a bit like it's a bit like you know humans traveling around Earth and and the gene line separates just a little bit enough that you get different characteristics and that's probably what happened to all the elves as well and and there is sort of an open question about where do the Nords come from if if the Nords are from Atmora and the Aldmeri are from Atmora and the Aldmeri left Atmora first and the Nords left second it's possible the Nords are a descendant of the Aldmeri as well. <laughs> okay, so. So this question of, you know, where is this dragon rule coming from? And, and I found some interesting sources on, on various wikis. Basically, when the Nords were living in, in Abmora, they worshipped uh, animals uh, and primarily dragons. 
dragons were the the primary thing that they worshipped, and they had uh, a religion built around it. And the, of course, the dragons were quite happy to play along and, and feel all superior and smug, and tell everybody how awesome they were. Uh, and they inst- had dragon priests who were the cult of the dragon. They they were the ones who spread the good word of the dragons and kept the peace between their their masters and the humans. And um, things things were all right. Now Yzgrimor comes back to Skyrim with his five hundred heroes, conquers it, uh, and then sometime after, when Skyrim is a burgeoning society, mm-hmm. the dragon war happens. So this and is where your theory about how the uh, 500 managed to defeat, defeat the Altmeri comes in. Right. So so the Dragon War hasn't happened yet. Uh, my theory is since dragons are real and have true interactions with people mm-hmm. and they have a, a fairly advanced knowledge of magic with the Thum, um, when Yuskrimor came back with his 500 heroes, I think what he really meant to, to say and, and possibly edited out just to – or got changed <laughs> in history just so that Nords sound better is they came back with a full army of dragons, dragon priests and, and Nords and, and kicked, kicked Elven ass because okay. um, – because like you said, you know, in this current war, it, it is a different era and a different people and all that kind of stuff. And maybe the playing field is separate, is different now. But, but taking over all of Skyrim, established societies, you know, the Dwemer didn't even lift a finger. They must have had a reason. And I think it was because the humans were fighting alongside dragons. And those dragons were, you know, probably worth 500 men each. Yeah, well, I mean... It, as as I've seen, as we both seen playing in our current playthrough, if you're playing on expert, dragons are nothing to be sneezed at. No, so that's my theory: is that the history books were rewritten by the the victors, in this case the Nords, after the Dragon War. So, so what what what's this Dragon War? When did it happen? How did it happen? Uh, the interesting thing is that when when the Nords were living in Skyrim after kicking the Admiri out, um, the the Dwemer was still around, time-wise, uh, mm-hmm. and, and later they, they have this civil war, and then they all go and live in one other city somewhere else, and then they all disappear completely. Mm-hmm. But all of that's happening under the feet of people, so it's it's kind of hidden history. Well, and um, during this time, the Nords are also at war with the Snow Elves. Well, that's the Aldmeri, you know, so basically that... Well, is it the Aldmeri, or is it a... I mean, I, it, it's not clear to me that that is the Aldmeri, it, it, are they... No, it has to be because, okay. the, like we we learn in Dawnguard, the they've been snow fighting. elves yeah, yeah. were okay. enslaved by the Dwemer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were given they were given sanctuary by the by the Dwemer, and that might have been from the Nords, mm-hmm. but they were enslaved and and ended up turning blind and so on and so forth. So that's the end of the snow elves. But um, except for the one lone dude who's there for no good reason that I can figure out, he and he and his vampire brother. Yeah, what, what how they, they survived is anybody's guess. <laughs> uh, cave wall lichen, perhaps I don't know. Uh, they, 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 had the, they had they each had a stasis chamber that we don't know about. So, so my guess would be that they were given they were given um, sanctuary by the Dwemer because they were losing the war against the 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 Nords, and that's when they were betrayed by the the Dwemer, mm-hmm. um, who you know. From the Dwemer's point of view, looking at these these people who live on the elves who live on the surface and fight wars all the time, they looked pretty primitive. So well, and worship, yeah. as far as the Dwemer are concerned, also worship fake gods because the Dwemer, as you see comments in your load screens all the time, the Dwemer completely forsook any of the gods or any of the um, or any of the Daedra and just worship. Yeah, and, and the Snow Elves were definitely religious, as right. we find out. In- 
Okay. Right. So they're they're all religious and worshiping Akatosh. Uh, they I can't remember the name they call them, but they're worshiping Akatosh. And then the Dwemer, of course, are you know they're they're technology freaks. They're they're steampunk. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> well, they understand the way of their, Unless you're wondering one of their ruins, then they're distinctly not awesome. No, <laughs> then they have to deal with all well, the damn machines. machines are not awesome. I, I like the I like their security system. You know, there's, there was this one tower, um, and it and it's clearly some sort of trading house where you bring in ores and then they swap it for coin because there's stuff left around. You know, mm-hmm. but on one side of a flame thing is a room with a desk and a switch. You mm-hmm. flick the switch, the doors shut, and the flames turn off. Yeah. You flick the switch again, the flames turn on, the, the door opens. It's one or the other. It's like you could deliberately see that this was a way for the Dwemer to trade with people on the surface without having to go out there themselves. Right. Well, it's also, yeah, guys, they also had that thing, if you remember, as you go through one of the, uh, I think it's one of the Thieves Guild quests, as you're going through the, the Wizard's Tower in Markarth, there's that room where all you have to do to get rid of everybody is flip a switch and those whirring blades go off and slaughter everybody in the room. Right, and these are the passages that lead to the surface. So the Dwemer were, were quite security conscious about not letting people come down into their you know, Blackreach right. underground caverns and stuff, right. which is interesting because the Snow Elves had a sort of a Blackreach sort of thing in Dawnguard, which I mm-hmm. think... Didn't doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit with the law. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, so let's get back to to the dragon the dragon war. What seems to have happened, and I'm just going to apply some sort of logic to the situation. The Nords are expanding. They're they're conquering. They're winning. They're feeling really great about themselves. There is a lot of wealth in Temriol that they're conquering, and the dragon priests, according to the law, demanded more tribute. And instead of paying the tribute. The, the people, the Nords said, no, go get, get stuffed, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's when the war began. Now, my guess is, since the war is not really mentioned in the timeline at all, and it, it must have pretty much just been a Skyrim thing and mm-hmm. not very long-lived, because the only people who really talk about this, you know, Alduin the World Eater, are the, are the Nords right. uh, in, in Skyrim. And, well, there's even a hint. So, at the very beginning of the game, when you're first talking to... To um to the Jarl of Whiterun, uh, his steward, who's I think he's an imperial. He's not. He's not. He's a imperial. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about all of this Nord nonsense. So it's clear that yeah. You know, it's clear that he doesn't buy into any of this mythology. He thinks it's all just ancient tales from from starstruck children who don't know anything. So yeah, I think you're right. But it's it's his history too. But but it doesn't really matter. So what I'm thinking is that this war was quite short. Uh, you know, maybe maybe ten to twenty years long, uh, mm-hmm. maybe even less, considering the awesome power that the dragons would have brought to bear. Right. As soon as the people stopped paying their tribute, the dragons. Alduin pretty much organized his his posse of dragons into an army and 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 went and showed those humans what for. At which point the humans retaliated and uh, used a, a elder scroll to knock Alduin through time, um, and then proceeded to hunt down and kill every dragon they could find. So that well, mixed was into the there, end of mixed the into there, you you have the thing where Parthenax switches sides. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, he was told to by um, kind. Kind, yeah, that's right. So, so what's what's interesting here is that the, they settled these lands with a, a dragon religion and ended ended the dragon religion there because the dragons basically attacked them. Um, 
and and that allowed their society to grow. That's when they built an empire and started spreading out over Tamriel in in full force. Um, so so that I thought that was really really interesting to try and put some of this stuff into perspective. You know, what what did this dragon? nonsense really mean you know Alduin the world leader well clearly he's given himself that title right that's a self uh, that was when he decided to call himself a god and got too big for his britches well and, and with the people who propped him up with it were the Nords you know they, right. they made those dragons believe they were more than what they were uh, and in reality they were just a lizard creature that were that had had longer to evolve and build their own social structure up mm-hmm. and their magic up and uh, and then along come these um these, uh, you know, Nords and say, hey, you guys are awesome. Mind if we worship you? <laughs> <laughs> and, and when Alduin so, starts taking it seriously, that's when one of the actual gods, Kind, decides to slip some knowledge out the other end to say, okay, let's show these idiots who really are, who the real gods are. Right. So, so you might have to uh, cut this bit out because I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't cut this stuff out. No, I know you don't cut this stuff out. It's... So, so the, the the structures that we raid so regularly in Skyrim these te- these temples to dragons that contain mm-hmm. dragon priest Drago and stuff like that, they are from an era when the Nords all followed the dragon cult religion pretty much. Right, and it's, um, it's speculated on a lot of the load screens, and this seems to fit in with the theory you're you're laying out here that the Draugr are really just the remnants of the humans who sided with the dragons and dragon priests. You know, because in any war like this, you're always going to have traitors. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Well, the, the war really—I think the war really took its turn. Um, my guess is that the the dragons got too brutal when they retaliated against mm-hmm. the Nords, uh, and that's when Kind stepped in and said, "Hey, enough is enough," um, and and that's what turned the tide. Right, and then mixed time. in there, there's also the fact that the humans, according to Parthenax, managed to teach themselves a thuum, the uh, the dragon rend, that the dragons didn't know. Because the whole yeah. concept behind dragon rend is that it imprints the concept of mortality in a dragon's head, which is a tough thought for a dragon because they're supposedly immortal. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure that that's well. That's that's the, how it works. That's the mythology <laughs> as I understand it. I don't know if that's how it works, but as I understand the mythology by piecing together what you see on load screens and in books you read, that seems to be what I've taken from it. Yeah, there, I think there was more to it than that. That they that they needed the dragon to experience being humans, which is why they're forced to be on the ground. They can't fly. Okay. Um, well, there and, might be uh, more and, to it. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, but, but the mortality is certainly part of it too. I mean, it's not as if dragons were actually immortal. They they just live a very, very, very long time, uh, and they were, they were quite mortal. You could kill them. Um, the question is, you know, after Alduin was gone, did they hunt down and kill the rest of the dragons using dragon rend? Well, uh, let me go back on that a minute. So. They're they're not. It's 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 funny. They're mortal in the sense that their bodies can be killed. Based on the mythology that's right out there in the game of Skyrim. The dragons were all wiped out, or mostly wiped out at least, during that first era, you know, during the Dragon War. But there's Alduin running around the dragon mounds, and you see it when you go to Kynesgrove. He's there chanting above one of the mounds, and a dragon comes back out of it. So apparently he's able to resurrect dead dragons. Yeah. So? I mean, you've seen there are, there are realms of souls, like the Soul Can, mm-hmm. for example. I mean, that's a very specific one. Built, built, it's a construct to capture souls. 
But, you know, when, when somebody dies, we know that a Nord's soul goes to Shaw's, Shaw's Hall, you know. If you had the magical powers, you could invade that, capture souls and bring them back to, to, the, to the, the, the realm of the living. Um, and, and certainly the dragons have an old enough magic that they mm-hmm. probably know all about how their afterlife works. And, yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem unrealistic to me that, uh, that he did have the power to, to draw those souls back in. It's, a, it's not like souls are destroyed. Uh, in fact, the only destroyed souls I would point out are the ones who are in um, those soul, soul gems that are being cracked, the soul gem fragments. Yeah, well... They're, they're probably lost forever. Well, what happens to soul gems after you put a soul in it and you've used all the power in it? Is it sent back to the soul cairn, or is that soul now consumed? Well, then you've got those those husks, you know, so I, I imagine it's... Yeah, I guess you're right, that would consume it, but it's not like there's anybody's tapped into wherever the dragons go when they pass on, at least right. not, not no, that we know of. Now, if they did, I'd be out there looking for something better than a black soul gem. <laughs> well, well, the other interesting I'd want thing me is... one of those... Well, the the other th- interesting thing is that we now know for sure that the dragons, when they pass on, they do not go to Oblivion. Right. Because if there is no way Alduin would be able to bring them back without opening the Oblivion Gate uh, otherwise. Which, which is the force which, which Oblivion told us is not possible, but, or at least not possible under current understanding, because the whole concept there is that Martin closed them for all time. Well... <laughs> of course you're going to tell people that you closed it for all time, but really you just closed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's the current mythology. It might change in, in, in a future game, but that's the current mythology as, as espoused. So so the concept of realms and, and, and realms beyond the where we currently are is, is quite flexible in the whole uh, Elder Scrolls mythology. Um, in fact, well, the only even, thing constant in it, all the game is the Elder Scrolls themselves. It's even flexible within... Skyrim, because you haven't seen it yet, but within the DLC that isn't out on PC yet, you do get to go to one of the Oblivion uh, realms of Oblivion, Apocrypha. And I, mm. I won't go into it in any detail, but it is a pretty interestingly cool place and really wacky in some ways. But well, you do you get to go the, there periodically and bring knowledge back. Well, you remember the 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 Daedra, the, the trickster one who sends you on the... Um the Las Vegas-inspired drunken night yeah, sang- sanguine. adventure. Sanguine. Yeah, Sanguine. He takes you to one of his pocket realms to give right. you to, to meet you at the end. So, yes, many of these. Okay, so so that gives us kind of a, a bit more of a an outline of, of what happened on Temriel and, and even why the Aldmeri Dominion exists right now and is attacking mm-hmm. the Empire. Um, you know, they feel very entitled to, to take back all of Temriel. And in many respects, it, it, and their ancestors did own it. But like, well, I'm going to point out that it's their ancestors. It's not them. Right. High elves are not Almiri. Well, the Thalmor have delusions of grandeur, yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's almost they nothing sh- I like better in this game than killing Thalmor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I might, I see, might I even enjoy it, more than, as... I might enjoy it yeah. more than killing Falmer. Mm, Falmer deserve it. I... I the you know even even the snow elf he's like uh, don't call me farmer <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they're they're a different breed they're, and I can't remember who it was but they encouraged uh, encouraged you to kill them um, yes. much earlier on the game as well because they're so vicious and, and nasty 
Yeah, the uh, the guy up in uh, the at Winterhold when you go there for the Thieves Guild quest. If you actually, if you talk to him at any depth about the Falmer, because you're you're bringing that book that Gallus wrote in Falmer script, and if you question him about the Falmer, he's really negative on the Falmer, so he encourages you to go whack as many as possible. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting in Dawn God that they they decided to include the Snow Elf. Um, that was a nice little touch, and to have him be so civilized, mm-hmm. and to actually see his magic in action as well that. That gateway system was something that was in uh, Morrowind, I believe. Was it? Okay. Well, I never played Morrowind, so I, I couldn't tell you. And they did that really well. Like you, like the shimmering doorways, you could look through them and see what was on the other side. Yeah. I, I, I really wanted to see that integrated. I was hoping that it would unlock all of the Dwemer um, elevators. Yeah, that would be sort nice. Of like. That would be nice. But unfortunately, no. Yeah. Uh, so, but so I thought that was really nice. The, the stuff that was really bad in Dawn Guard, I okay that that dark passage you have to travel through that takes you ten hours to get through <laughs> is really boring and is not a challenge at all, but just goes on forever. That makes that DLC. You cannot play that DLC again. Like there is no way. If I credited a new character today, there is no way I would do that again. Yeah, I did do it twice. Actually, did I? No, I didn't. Because when I played the vampire side, I actually didn't do that quest. What I did was I got just far enough to get the vampire power, and then I roamed around killing people to get all of the achievements out of by going all the way to the vampire perk tree. I didn't do that that part again. I just roamed <laughs> around killing things. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so that was really that was really annoying. The other part that was silly was so you unlock. Serana from the, the the tomb with the Elder Scroll, uh, and, she, okay, <laughs> and she's that, in there that's, because that's she's fleeing her father. Yes, yeah, with the Elder Scroll, right? So she flees her father with her mother with the Elder Scroll to get away from him, and then as soon as she's out, she goes back to him, and then as soon as she's back to him, she leaves again with the Elder Scroll. It's like what? What? <laughs> that makes no sense. Why would she go back there at all? Well, why would she go back? And once she's back, why wouldn't her father and all of his minions just grab her, take the Elder Scroll, and say, do what you want? I mean, seriously, you've got like a bazillion minions there, right? They could have overpowered her without even a thought. Yeah, and... And then, and and the then thing, you know, to, she... to add to the chaos, here's your vampire buddy who's going to be, if you side with the Dawn Guard, she's going to go back to the Dawn Guard and essentially join up with the Dawn Guard as a vampire to slay all of her own kind. Yeah. But then again, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, the, off, the vampire offspring should be considered a different people to mm-hmm. the vampires that yes. are created by Morag Ball or whatever his name is. True. Although, um, also, you have to realize that the we were talking about this also on Skype a few, before the podcast, and that is that you can convince Serana to get a cure, but the conversation path for that is really fragile. You get one shot at getting the right conversation option, and if you screw it up and you didn't read the wiki ahead of time, you're probably going to screw it up. You can't go back and fix it. You either go down the conversation tree the one exactly correct way, and then she'll go heal herself, or you yeah, or you've lost it. Once you've, once you've cured her, she still complains about the sun and wears her hood, and she still won't marry you. <laughs> uh, well, I, the, my latest character is a female character, so I figure that's probably okay. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, compared to... So this is like the most character development I've seen in a Bethesda game at all, in fact. 
mm-hmm. uh, from Fallout 3 and New Vegas Oblivion to, to now Skyrim. And well, in comparison to Dragon Vegas. Age Origins, in last Vegas. good game made by Bioware, uh, they, they really haven't got it down yet. They, I mean, they tried, but they haven't figured it out yet. I'd say Fallout New Vegas had some characterization. I mean, certainly in some of the, in things like um, Old World Blues, some of those mad scientists were, were pretty decently fleshed out. I mean, not perfectly, but they, they had personality. No, 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 you misunderstand. It's not a question of being fleshed out. It's a question of uh, affecting their lives by being oh, part right, of their right. lives. Okay, okay. So like I in Dragon Age Origins, the more you talked to them and you gave them gifts and stuff, the more things would change. Uh, As opposed to what they did in Dorengard, which is you have one shot and one shot only to get the exact perfect tree line of conversations right. I got (laughs) so so to compare that, you got in with Serana, you've got the one shot to get her to cure herself, and and you're done. Whereas in Dragon Age Origins, you have a you can go down and and not quite get it right, but then fix it with either Leliana or uh, or I can't remember his name now, Alistair. If you depending on whether you wanted to soften them up or harden them up. You, know, you had multiple shots at that, depending on how you wanted to play it. I never hardened him up. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, there's a conversation <laughs> option where basically after one of the attacks, you can tell him, oh, no, after you meet his sister and his sister tells him, you know, screw off, there's a conversation option there that says, dude, you just have to man up. I mean, that's not what it says. I don't remember the exact wording, but it's basically people are like that. Just, just suck it up. And at that point, he's like, mm-hmm. well, you're right. And then he becomes a hard ass. So, I mean, this was the problem with Dragon Age 2 and, and the <laughs> expansion where they just started <laughs> shitting all over their own law. But, but oh, they, man, they, we've had this conversation. Yeah, we, I'll abrupt this conversation. But they, they focused on this part of the game and this part of the game only. And mm-hmm. the rest of the game was didn't exist. Um, yeah. So anyway, so... Bethesda tried to do some sort of character development here, and it didn't. It didn't really work, in my opinion. Um, but it was nice to see it. Yeah. Uh, the Salt Can. I am never. I've got open quests there. I am never going back there. That place creeps me out. <laughs> well, not only does it creep you out, but you know, it turns out I'm thinking that on expert. I remember when I played through that on adept. Some of those um, those vaporous skeletons are really tough to kill. I can't even imagine what they're going to be, what they'd be like if I went through that on expert. And speaking of expert, I think we'll leave that conversation to our next episode. Missed an episode? Need to subscribe to the iTunes feed? Want to join the Facebook group? Want to follow us on Twitter? Want to join the Steam group? Find all these links and more at www.jarober.com/thumcast. That's T H U U M C A S T. 